0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L., and we're back at it again. Talking more movies, more fun times at the theaters. Let's get right into it, shall we? No long out, drawn out story this time around. Uh, we're talking about Creed 3 it premiered last Friday was the release date, March 3rd. I watched it on March 2nd at, uh, at my local AMC theater in IMAX, which to boast the premium screen should be the only way you watch this movie. Uh, check this particular film out with uh with my boy Rob Lowe aka Big Bob Bennett um we were supposed to meet up and watch the movie together he ended up having his own circumstances and situations which I am uh, not allowed to discuss at this point in time uh that he had run into uh, so he ended up coming to the movie half an hour late and sat in a row where there was a free seat. (laughs) So we ended up watching the movie in the same theater, just not uh, next to each other like we were supposed to. Uh, But anywho, on to Creed 3. This is the ninth movie in the Rocky movie franchise, the third Creed film. Uh, featuring Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed and this particular movie co-stars Jonathan Majors man he is him right now Jonathan Majors doing big things in Hollywood super proud of the man A terrific actor and uh, played a terrific role here in Creed 3 but to give you the synopsis and what's going on with the movie here is what they say through MGM via, uh, uh, I believe, uh, United Artists released this movie. So the synopsis reads After dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed has been thriving in both his career and family life. When a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, Damian resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison. He is eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. So, the drama in this film that ensued due to the fact that that Jonathan Majors basically felt like he was left behind and Adonis never checked on him while he was in jail he was in jail for 18 years folks 18 years that is a long period of time for anything let alone being in jail um, and being locked up for half your life basically. And based off all of uh, Adonis' success and everything that uh, that Damien was able to see in prison, he basically had it in his head that Donnie, AKA Adonis, was living the life that he deserved. Because Adonis, as a young teenager, Uh, wasn't necessarily into boxing he had a bad temper and he got into fights but he wasn't necessarily boxing that early Damien on the other hand he was a Golden Gloves boxer and he was on the road of eventually turning pro if he would have kept his head on straight so the story develops um Throughout the film, you see flashbacks to their childhood. Not everything played out in one fell swoop. They they broke down their origin story uh, throughout the movie. First, we get the, uh, the seed planted where we see that Damien gets locked up due to the fact that he uh, pulled out a gun to save Michael B. Jordan from a potential beatdown by a group of young men after Michael B. Jordan put the beats he beat a grown man down Uh, we then later on in the movie get to find out why Michael B. Jordan put the beats on this man uh, by the name of Leon uh, in which Michael B. Jordan at a particular point in time found himself in a group home with Damien and this Leon character was basically the father figure in this group home and Leon used to put the beats on the boys. So flash forward all these years later Michael B. Jordan never spoke about these traumas that he went through. Michael B. Jordan even though Damien was arrested because he was brandishing a weapon become later to find out that Michael B. Jordan fled the scene once the cops got there and let Damien take the rap basically uh, for what had happened. Damien didn't shoot anybody from from what the movie uh, depicted. He just brandished the gun to get those people off of uh, Donnie and he took the rap but Damien had priors. Uh, and growing up in Los Angeles, depending as to what your priors are, that'll put you away in jail for a long period of time. So Damien was no saint. Donnie wasn't a saint. but Damien was the only one that went down. Why was Donnie in a group home? Well, we all learned in the first two Creed movies. Donis Creed did not grow up uh, in the shadow of Apollo Creed. Uh, He didn't grow up in that rich lifestyle um, with his other uh, brothers and sisters and uh, grew up in a very tough neighborhood. And his early years and things of that nature. So there you have that. So when Damien reappears after he comes out of prison, that's when all the drama ensues. Like I said before, Damien feels like he deserves Donnie's life and Donnie's been living the life that that Damien should have lived. If he would have kept his head on straight. Um, Damien wasn't necessarily looking for the handout but he was manipulating the situation in a way where it put it didn't put Donnie Donnie's back against the wall, but he knew he can use uh, Donnie's potential guilt against him uh, to get him back into boxing training, essentially setting up this whole ordeal uh, to get a shot at the heavyweight championship of the world Um, and that's where the whole movie ensues I really really like this movie like the storyline made sense Um, when you when you I mean not everybody knows this right but at the end of the day coming up in urban communities especially for people of color um, who've had it in uh, you know what, not even urban communities but it, when you come up in r- rougher circumstances and you're privy to information as to when people get locked up or put into jail and then they come back home there's this syndrome in which uh, they tap into Uh, When they come home, having to feel like they have to prove something to the world and um, thinking that, you know, the people who were once around them before they went to jail um, should do for them um, just in general, Uh, not necessarily knowing that, you know, life went on on the outside And they've got to make their own way. And that's really more or less the moral of the story of where the dissension and the angst came from, uh, from Damien's part, uh, Jonathan Major's character and the guilt that Donnie Adonis, Michael B. Jordan's character had because he felt a sort of way because he fled the scene he let he let his homie take the rap, and he was able to grow on to do bigger and better things. And one of the scenes in the movie had the trainer, played by Wood Harris, uh, Duke, tell Donnie that he didn't owe Dame anything. And it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because I I feel from like a a philosophical standpoint, yeah, no doubt Dame had priors and all that. But if Donnie hadn't gone ahead and beat down Leon, none of that would happened. You know, Don, um, Dame that night had, when they were kids, had won a fight that basically Donnie helped him win with tips at ringside. And they were like brothers because they had spent a couple of years together in the group home and when Duke said that to Donnie I said to myself I don't know if I necessarily agree with that um yeah I get the whole perception of you don't owe anybody anything we're all humans we're allowed to live our own lives and people make their own decisions and things of that nature but if you look at the situation from the outside looking in, you can understand as to why Adonis had this guilt. Like it was his fault that Tame went to jail. <laughs> like that's not even a joke. That's not even a, a a failed veil of perception. Like Donnie was the one who put the beats on Leon. Then some, ki- uh, and and he put the beats on Leon outside of a convenience store. I guess Leon was traveling with other other young men who were in the convenience store. They came out of the convenience store, then they dragged Donnie off of Leon and they were about to put the beats on Donnie. But I guess from afar, Dame saw what was going on. Dame had a gun in his car, grabbed his gun, brandished the weapon in front of those people. The cops were called because Donnie was beating up Leon The cops came right away It's South Central Los Angeles in the early to mid-90s. The cops responded right away. When Donnie fled the scene, obviously Dame had the gun in his hand. Being that Dame obviously went to jail and got older, it wasn't one of those bad situations, but he was able to put the gun on the floor. He didn't shoot anybody, but then he was arrested and things of that nature. Dame had priors because like Donnie, Game coming up full of anger and angst had priors on his record and things of that nature due to uh, violent acts and things of that nature. So um, he wanted to put that violence to work for him, which is why he became a gold gloves boxer. But with those events happening, uh, Dame went away to jail for the for those 18 years. And to me, when Duke told Donnie, he didn't know him anything. Just this is I guess a personal thing for me I didn't agree with Duke at all I just didn't you don't leave at least this the way that I was raised or grew up uh, I've had the same friends homies, people that I consider family I'm 38 now for 20 plus years so I'm 30 plus you don't leave your homies hanging that happened to me once where I caught the rap for some dumb shit when I was seventeen, and I'll admit this here, because I don't think any of them listen to my podcast. But ever since then, when I was caught up in some mess, and yeah, it was my fault at the end of the day. Um, I was the one who made the mistake and all that stuff or whatever. Um, I didn't go to prison or anything like that, folks or whatever. I got locked up for about forty eight hours and then I came came back home. Um, did some community service and it was what it was scared straight never did anything stupid in my life ever again but I thought that I was the better of the crew trying to do something that everybody else did the first time in my life where I felt like I uh where I got influenced by the people around me and I did something I shouldn't have done I always prided myself on a dude to create his own path and uh, be the trendsetter and not follow the trend, right? I think that's one of the few times in my life that I can count where I felt like I had to follow the trend and do what my other friends were doing, even though they didn't get caught doing it, I eventually get caught and yeah, like what happened with Adonis and Dame resonated with me. Because ever since that day, um, and after the situation cleared up and all the disappointment from my mom and my family members and stuff like that, or whatever the case is, all that group of friends of mine could do was just make fun of me about it. And ever since then, I would say I looked at all of them differently. And ever since then, I decided, yeah, I'm going to change my group of friends. Cause I can't hang around this bullshit and just follow suit and play, follow the leader. So I did that. And, uh, life's worked out pretty well since then struggles here and there. Typical New York city shit that I feel a lot of us go through here from a financial standpoint, uh, coming up in urban communities and stuff like that or whatever. And, um, just trying to find our place here, you know? Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at, at 38, no kids, no priors, <laughs> no filing acts, uh, kept my head on straight, uh, and for the most part, I've reached a certain level of, su- of success in life, which Dame, Damien, couldn't do for himself, because obviously he got locked up, and, uh, was in the prison system for 18 years but when you feel like your friends done left you behind um, and nobody would vouch for you right what while you were inside that feeling doesn't necessarily ever go away um, unless you do something that just catapults you or transforms your life and in this case Dane played it um, with uh, I mean malicious intent I guess is the only way that I can say it Um, set things up to where he manipulated certain situations to where he put himself where he was able to put himself in line to get a shot at that title where he didn't even deserve it but at the end of the day (laughs) I think he also proved um, beyond a shadow of a doubt Dirty boxer or not. There were certain parts of the fight where he initially won the title from another boxer. um, Where I said to myself, this boxer has the same rolling shoulder defense that Floyd Mayweather has. Full disclosure. I'm not a big fan of Floyd Mayweather. I never understood um, some of the stuff he did professionally. I understand he's a greatly skilled defensive boxer, boxer, boxer. Great. Fantastic. In the movie though, in Creed, I saw something that I've always kind of like, not like I've always thought, but didn't necessarily know if it was legal or not in boxing. There was a scene. Dame basically took out the, the heavyweight champion's shoulder from him not to be able to roll it for defensive purposes. And at one point during the, the match Dame hit knee to knee to the boxer, which got him deducted two points, but the hit to the shoulder wasn't a ding against Dame. And I always thought to myself, and I was like, why didn't anybody ever really do that to Mayweather? The body's an open canvas. He rolls his shoulder, take the shoulder out, take it out of commission. Like you're allowed to punch the body into the kidneys, but not the shoulder. I don't, I never understood that. So it's like, if he's rolling that shoulder, take the shoulder out of commission, have him drop the guard. Cause he's not going to, he's not going to be able to put his hands up and just go to go to work. And that's what Dame did in this fight. Basically. When he was able to knock out the heavyweight champion and he, he became, um, heavyweight champion for a short turn. T- uh, short term period uh, he then um, had a conversation with Donnie and that's where the drama ensued and Donnie had to do the whole training montage thing get back into shape eventually fight Dame and do the damn thing yeah I gave you the whole story John L what's the review I thought that the freaking story was captivating for me to even retain majority of the story in my head that I watched four days ago is ridiculous and me being able to relate it to real life things for myself for me myself um, things that I've gone through obviously from a sports perspective me bringing in uh, Floyd Mayweather and, and style of fighting like the movie itself was real um, in that perspective because it's like oh wait a minute if you watch enough boxing you understand as to what some of the defensive um, maneuverability is in the ring. And it's like, damn, that wasn't a, a bad shot by Dame Cause he had done that even in his younger days as a teenager, as a gold glove boxer, that shoulder hit wasn't illegal. People just don't do it. Um, I was all, you know, fair fights and things of that nature. And it's like, well, as long as he ain't killing nobody, everything's fair game. In a boxing ring, obviously, you don't go for low blows, you don't go for the legs. Obviously, but it's like shoulders are connected to your head. I'm, a, I'm allowed to knock your block off, and I can't knock your shoulder off. I'll leave that there. I thought that the cinematography was amazing, uh, the soundtrack was dope. Um, I am a I don't want to say retired, but I'm a hip hop head from the nineties and the early two thousands. So to listen to West coast hip hop, uh, featuring Dr. Dre, um, even some newer stuff that has some J Cole stuff on there and whatnot. The soundtrack was pretty dope. Um, I believe that the score was actually pretty good too. Um, the actualization into live action of Michael B. Jordan's love for anime was seen throughout the fight scenes. For people who don't watch enough anime to understand as to what was going on, or see that, uh, or see that influence, folks, it is evident from the ripple effects um, of the of the hits and the punches in the ring uh, to the the final fight and the final scene where they basically both zone out into this realm where they're just fighting each other which which feels like a short amount of time but in the movie they enter this this paradox where it's just the two of them in a void fighting one another in a a boxing ring in an empty arena and it's just them two not even a ref in the ring and they enter the scene starts at round three and by the time the scene ends that block scene ends they're in round 11 That's how focused they were on each other. That's where all the emotion and all the rage and all the anger uh, was. Because the empty stadium, it wasn't in a bright coliseum. It was in a darkened uh, area. So it felt very ominous and a very, like I said, very focused uh, fight scene. And that, that that within itself is anime inspired because it happens to a lot of those uh, different anime shows that has a lot of different fight scenes where if it's not a group fighting scene it's very synchronous between the the opponents no one else is around even though physically there, there are people around but it's just them two and they're battling in an arena and that's how Michael B. Jordan put that together along with the hits um, and the facials and and all the different effects that they had going on loved the anime influences this and this Um, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut is a success. A whopping success, folks. Uh, How much of a whopping success? Uh, The movie released on Friday, March 3rd. As of right now, opening weekend is the highest grossing of any of the Rocky franchise films opening weekends ever at $58.6 million. Um, It is also the highest grossing sports movie to ever open at that at that high of a clip in the box office so shouts to the entire cast of Creed Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors Tessa Thompson uh, Wood Harris Fourian uh, Montague, Montenu, uh made, made an appearance in this particular film again uh, he was in Creed 2 as the son of uh, Drago, Victor Drago he made an appearance in this film uh, Mila Davis Kent Lovely young girl. She played the daughter of Michael B. Jordan. She's deaf. It seems that they're playing uh, up her character in the future of this Creed franchise. So look out for that folks. Definitely recommend this film. It runs at an hour and 56 minutes. Um, Like I said, I watched it in IMAX. I think it was the, the superior viewing experience. Um, the sound was incredible and the visuals were incredible but let me wrap you guys up <laughs> to this long explanation and man you just uh, spoiled the whole movie for me and stuff like that this is why I put and post my reviews after the movies have come out they're gonna be spoiler uh, filled because I can't for my, me myself I'm not like the the pundits and the talking heads, and it's like, oh, I'm going to give you a spoiler-free review. I don't believe in that shit. Sometimes, without giving away certain things, I can't put my expression of how I felt about it together, so this is why I put it into podcast form and stuff like that. But Rotten Tomatoes, what's Rotten Tomatoes saying? What is it saying about Creed Three? Well, it is certified fresh. 249 critic reviews have it on 87%. And us, the people, who always believe in the underdog story, 2,500 verified Rotten Tomatoes ratings at 96%. So the people are loving Creed 3. So folks, that is my review on Creed 3. I hope that my recommendation gets you to the theaters this weekend to so go out and watch it, watch it at IMAX. Even Dolby Cinemas, the standard laser is not going to give you the full effect. You need that bass. You need those hard knocking speakers to give you those hard hitting effects. And those premium screens are going to give you the visual effects that Michael B. Jordan worked so hard to put together in this film. I don't do number ratings, I just do recommendations. I recommend this film to all of y'all. Thank you for listening. As always, good people, the YFNMG, Movie Nation. This has been your friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L. And I'm signing off. Until next time, stay healthy, folks. Be good to one another. And uh, stay safe out there. I'll be back. Got some more movies to talk about this weekend and uh, yeah check you out next time peace